Welcome to the Femme Fatale podcast, where we interview some of the coolest female-identifying folks in film. This episode, I was super excited to sit down with one of the filmmakers who actually screened at the first ever Femme Fatale Film Festival way back in 2017. It's Camden Abdul. Camden is a 17-year-old filmmaker, photographer, and student. She is currently attending Etobicoke School of the Arts for the film program, going into her final year. And her film History screened at the first ever Femme Fatale Film Festival and won our Best in Show Award, the first ever festival, all the way back when Camden was only in grade nine. So get that, she won the Best in Show Award in grade nine, this girl's a superstar. Today, we have the chance to sit down with Camden to talk about being a young creative, what's important about filmmaking, and we delve deep in the behind the scenes of her award-winning film, History. So I thought we could just jump right in, um, but I, I I say the first question is how you describe yourself in three words, and I'd love to ask you that, um, but I also want to give you an opportunity to just introduce yourself first. Um, so whatever however you want to take that it can be as a creative or just as a person yeah okay well um my name is Camden Abdul um I'm a young student filmmaker that goes to high school at Etobicoke School of the Arts right now I'm just like currently storyboarding and like thinking of just stories that I could create for the next little while but um yeah that's pretty much who I am. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and how would you describe yourself in three words? This is like the ultimate <laughs> challenge. <laughs> yeah, I actually really have to like, you have to like think hard because like you never really think about yourself with like trying to describe yourself with certain words. It's like kind of hard. Like you're able to do that with other people, like yeah. your friends and stuff. But when it comes to you, it's kind of hard. Yeah. I definitely say like, I'm humorous. Like, everything I say, I try and make it into a joke. I don't know why. I think that's just <laughs> who I am. But, yeah, I'd say humorous. I'm pretty selfless. Like, I'm the last person I think of when it comes to, like, certain things. Like, it's really bad for my mental health. But, like, I I really care about other people before myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I'd say I'm imaginative. Like, a lot of the stuff I think about is very random and weird but yeah I think I'm I'm imaginative that makes sense for like an artist (laughs) that sounds good (laughs) yeah um that's awesome um and yeah so my next question I don't really know how to make it a segue but um I'd love to hear about your work I mean yeah sure maybe I can manage it in terms of like you're a creative person you've got creative looks What's your creative work look like? Did that, did that um, work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the thing is with my work, it's like there's a range. Like, I tend to, like, lean more towards, like, the fantasy, sci-fi-looking stuff. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to film, I am more in the drama area most of the time. Okay. But I do explore in the sci-fi fantasy but, like, all of my films and, like, most of my photography work, too, it it all revolves around the theme of relationships, whether that's, like, family relationships or, like, romantic relationships or even friendships. Like, that's just the theme that I mainly focus on. And then mm-hmm. there's other themes that are, like, piled on with that, too, depending on what the film is about. Right. So 
it's it's different for everything but mainly that's what my work is it's just the connection of people I guess mm-hmm. that's awesome and so when you talk about your other work is that mostly photography or are you yeah usually it's it's photography I don't really show people like how I do my makeup and stuff because like sometimes I just throw it on and I'm like okay cool right but like there's never like a creative process with my makeup I'm just like there but in with when it comes to like photography and film I like plan out every single detail because I want it to be a a specific way and it's like really important to me that I have it be like as perfect as possible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so your so your film was at Femme Fatale and it Mm -hmm. won our first ever best in show award which was which was um voted on completely by the audience um so it totally won everyone over it was an awesome film um and it was all about relationships was yeah and was that when you were in what grade were you in were you in grade nine then grade nine yeah grade nine wow so were you entering that film already knowing that you wanted to talk about relationships or is that something you've developed over time I think that's something I developed over time. Like, mm-hmm. um, that was my last film for grade nine that I ever made. So I think that's when I, like, I made that film and I was like, okay, this is something I'm interested in. Like, yes, this is a documentary, but I think this theme of relationships and how people connect and how people meet, maybe even, mm-hmm. it's that's something I'm interested in pursuing. And I definitely think I've kept that going throughout my whole experience and ESA and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I'm guessing there's probably going to be some listeners who haven't seen that film, so how would you describe it? Um, I'd say it's uh, the start of a love story. It's not super romantic or anything, but it's, it's a fun, playful documentary of how my grandparents met, and it's it's... It's super, it sounds, it like seems super cliche, the story, but it's like all real and it's really fascinating to me how that happened. But it's like, it's a sweet pick me up type of movie that you'd want to see. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a good elevator pitch. <laughs> um, and so we both went to ESA. Um, so I'm sure yeah. you've had to talk about this a lot already at your time at ESA. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know how we always talk about, like, what's that one question that you're asking throughout your films? I feel like, well, I feel like I say we always talked about that, but I think it was really just in grade 12 that we really talked about that. Um, Yeah. But, but yeah, is there, like, a question? Because you're saying you you talk about relationships, it's on the theme of relationships and how we relate to each other. Um, but is there, like, a question that that drives that theme as well, I guess? Um, Yeah. I would say it's less of a question, but more of an exploration of myself. Mm. It's hard to put a question to my work because a lot of the time it's it, it's something different. When it's reflecting off of myself, it's reflecting off of me in that moment, in that event that is happening at that time. So really, I guess the question could be, how do we see others or how can we connect as a family group or even Mm -hmm. like community even. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really, it really depends on the story I'm going for. Like for his story, the film that we were just talking about, that was how do we connect? How do we become this item or this 
small group or this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, with my other films, it's very different. Like, my most recent film, The Dream Thief, that story is not as close to what this theme is. This The theme that I usually go with is the relationships, but with this Dream Thief story, it's more about the connection we have with ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's really just how do we create a connection, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, That's a really hard question to ask. That's very similar to what I was asking when I was at ESA too, which I think is kind of interesting. I feel like a lot of people are asking like, questions around or I knew of a lot of people that are asking questions around relationships um I was really interested in like the connections that you make to other people that are like unspoken like what are those like yeah which I think is super fascinating like how how is it that we can like walk into a room and notice someone else that we feel like that we feel connected to without like knowing them yeah yeah also like how how does your brain like decide that yeah you can trust this person like what is that person said to make you think that you know yeah yeah totally because then sometimes you could be wrong like you shouldn't have trusted that person and then you regret it but like how what made you think you should trust that person I think that's also something that is like really cool to discuss through film like it's you always trust certain characters and then you Mm -hmm. find out that they're bad Mm -hmm. and then you're like oh no (laughs) like what happened yeah And also, if you're thinking about it, like, a a little bit more abstract, too, just that you're even trusting the camera, that you're trusting the filmmaker, that you're trusting, like, the process. Like, what if... I love all those films that sort of turn around at the end and make you see the whole story from a different perspective. It's like, how was I so convinced? And then then I see it from a whole other side, and and I understand that I was wrong or that I was was biased or, you know, whatever it ends up being. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, the camera is your eyes. Like, that's all you have. There's no other angles that you can see other than the ones that you are given. Mm-hmm. So it's there's no looking around the corner to see what else there is, but it's all that you're given, and you have to go with it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of responsibility. Um, yeah. So this isn't part of the questions, but now I'm just curious. You were saying that you plan out everything from like for each of your projects ahead of time. Um, And with that idea that, like, the camera is all that you're given, how do you generally approach, like, the camera in your films? Like, how much do you want to... What do you feel like your relationship is with the audience through that? Do you want to show them everything? Or are you, like, rather not? Or, like, how do you want people to feel that tension? Yeah. um, Well, it depends on the genre I'm going for. Like, with drama, it's okay to, like, show more. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I think... With drama, you can do so much with the camera work, but with sci-fi and fantasy, what I do is I usually look at one angle and I try and fit in as much as I can, Mm -hmm. but if there isn't enough room to fit in everything, I have to just leave it because I don't want to show too much and make it too overwhelming because a lot of information can overwhelm you and then you were like oh my god what's going on Mm -hmm. right you want to be able to process the whole film so you can't show too much but you can't show too little and it's a long process of understanding what is enough and what isn't enough so for me I would say the setting it has to be 
uh, a smaller setting. If you want to show a lot, you have to, like, if you're trying Mm -hmm. to show a lot, you have to section it off into one, say it's, like, a bedroom scene, then you have to really close it down to, like, what you really need in this scene. Like, you can't just have, like, a random shelf there with, like, random things, and then people are like, oh, maybe that symbolizes something, because, like, people will do that. People Mm -hmm. will try and discover things within the film that don't actually have a meaning. Right. You gotta (laughs) be careful. (laughs) Yeah. It's all the mise-en-scene stuff. It's, like, you really, really gotta be really careful, because it's, you don't want to confuse anyone, but you don't want to give away too much. Mm Mm-hmm. So do you hide, do you tend to hide things on your mise-en-scene? Like, do you, do you put things in that are, like, relevant, but people might not know are relevant? Like, how, how do you justify what you put in the frame? Yeah, actually, um, it's really funny because, um, my grandfather, he has a hat that he'd always wear, and there are times where I'm like, how can I fit something apart, like, a part of myself into the shot and so if it's like in a house or in a bedroom or something um or like outside and someone's like walking by I have them wearing the hat because I want a part of me to be in it but I don't want like yes the story is a part of me but I want like an actual part of me of my own self to be in it and so I like put I try and put the hat in as many times as I can just like in as many films as I can, just so people can like be like, oh yeah, that there it is again. That's so <laughs> but it cool. It doesn't really have a meaning. It's like you have your own little cameo, but as a hat. Yeah. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, without actually being in there, it's just that. That's just me. That represents me. I'm a hat. <laughs> I'm there. I'm a hat. That's really interesting, yeah. though. That's so cool. I don't think I've ever heard. I don't think I've heard of anyone else in, like, high school who's doing that. I mean, obviously, there's, like, very classic versions of that in, like, Marvel and everything with, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but, but that's really, that's such a cool idea to put yourself in, it's almost like you're marking the piece as well. Like, it's, like, your way of, like, yeah. signing the corner or something like that of, like, Yeah, exactly. Hat. That's so cool. I really like that. I really like Thanks. that idea. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to have to watch all your films. <laughs> be like where's the hat <laughs> i have to find sometimes it it's hard. sometimes it's hard to spot it like you really gotta look and you're like if it, sometimes it like messes with you and you're just like oh my god where is it and you can never find it but it's there <laughs> that's awesome and so when did you start doing that has that been like a while that you've been putting the hat in i started doing that in grade 10 okay i think it was i think it was like the first film of that year i was like let's start doing that right. yeah that's awesome. That's so cool. Um, it's like, I feel, isn't there a saying that's like you throw the hat in or something like that, too, where you just give it your all? It's like kind of simple yeah. at the same time. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. You really got, you really got something going there. <laughs> um, awesome. Um, so, I mean, of those many films with the hat in them, um, what's been your favorite project to work on? Um, I think I would say his story, the film that we were discussing, the one that was in the show. I think that was just, it's, like, a really close film to my heart. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a story about my grandparents, and it makes it, like, super personal, right? Mm -hmm. It's, like, I grew up listening to this story, and, like, it's a story that's just, like, super sweet, and it makes you feel good. It makes you just think about how life isn't all, like, 
tough and like upsetting it's there's always good things within it you just you really got to search for it you really got to mm. hope for it there's not always they're not always going to be handed to you you really got to put yourself out there and you really got to reach for it it's not um something that you can just imagine and then be given you know mm. it's you've really got to put yourself out there and do it yourself it's something that you can do only and so that's why I think this film means so much to me because it's taught me that I need to put myself out there I need mm. to do it my own way mm-hmm. and like yeah it's it's like a super sweet film but like my grandparents they loved each other so much and like although I never got to meet my grandmother she passed away before my sister was born Mm. um and then I was born after her so obviously I I never got to meet her but like I've heard so many stories about her I've seen pictures of her and it's like I feel like I know her but I don't like I've never met her but I have enough information to be like yeah I know who this is so I guess this film was also me being able to connect with her in a way mm-hmm. because I'm telling her story and my grandfather's story. But, um, yeah, it's, it's something that you just connect to. Like, family is something that I'm always – I've depended on for quite some time. Like, it's, like, really important to me that my family and I are, like, close. Mm-hmm. So, so being able to connect with them – with this film it's helped me a lot to understand that it's me and my family against the world we're together for all like for as long as we can be you know Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's so interesting too I hadn't realized that your grandmother passed away um before you had the chance to spend time with her and that's a really interesting way as well for you to connect yeah. with someone who is like such a big part of your world um yeah without being able to connect with them in person yeah too and so was your was your grandfather a big part of making the film like what was his sort of experience as part of that project or not his experience but how was he like was he excited about it was he a part of it yeah I I told him I wanted to make it and this was um he was in the hospital at the time because he was super sick so I told him, like, I want to make your story come to life. I want people to see how you and Grandma met. And he was like, oh, okay, that's, like, super random and weird. Like, <laughs> no, it's, like, just a story. And I was like, yeah, but it's it's a story that, like, makes people feel good. Like, it's a, it's a nice story that you'd want to listen to. Mm-hmm. And so um, he kind of had, like, worries and fears with making it. But then as soon as he saw the final product he was like blown away and he was so happy and like the love I saw on his face while watching it it just made me feel so good it's like Mm. really rewarding and later that year he ended up passing away but I'm like so glad he got to see it because it almost connected him back to her like Mm. to my grandmother it reminded him of what they fought for to be together and it's it's amazing it's it feels so good it's a blessing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wow wow yeah I'm sorry for your loss but that is such a sweet like moment to have with your grandfather before he passed too yeah thank you yeah that's also like just such a wonderful way to see how powerful like filmmaking and your own creative work can be that you can 
you know, you're restoring these connections and building new connections and talking about connections, like, all within your work. And, and honestly, yeah. like, people loved that film. I remember everyone walking out of the theater just being, like, that had, that had touched them. Like, that had sat with them in a really beautiful way, too. And I think um, it's so great that you were able to see, like, this is the story that's going to that's gonna affect people in a, in a, and make them feel make them sort of like realize their own relationships I think too it's like those sort of family stories people are people watch someone else's family and are remember hopefully fondly about their own as well um which I think is really beautiful yeah yeah thank you (laughs) yeah and I was also I remember so I I wish that we could like show people films on the podcast but I'm gonna put a link in um so that people can watch it um because I remember also just, like, having... Because you had an interview with your grandfather as part of it, right? There was the interview, yeah. and then there was also the, like, dramatized sort of version of the story. Yeah. I just remember it was very, like... It felt very, um... Just very clear that there was, like, this is a way to tell both a documentary and also to tell a narrative. And that the story is, like, is a story, but it's also just a truth. And I thought it was really cool how you balanced those two. I really Yeah. I mean, the assignment that I was given was documentary, make it, like, tell a truth. And I was like, okay, how do I do that? And Mm -hmm. so, like, going through all the things I could have possibly done, like, people are being like, oh, do, like, saving the earth type of stuff. And it's like, yeah, I love the earth, but, like, (laughs) I love my grandparents, too. (laughs) And so it's like, I really had to, like, think, like, what, how could I make this documentary? And, like that made me think about like those crime shows or the crime documentaries where they recreate mm-hmm. the the scene and everything and I was like that'd be kind of cool mm-hmm. and then and then I like talked to the teachers about it and they were like oh okay yeah try it um some of them were like uh I don't know but <laughs> um, it, it turned out really well and everyone really did like it and I'm really happy about that yeah, when you yeah. look back on your films, like, do you generally feel satisfied with them, or are you, like, still, like, oh, I would change that, I would change that, I would change that? I'm generally satisfied, like, um, majority of the films, I'm like, okay, yeah, it was pretty good, like, I would say this is a good film, this is mm-hmm. a reasonable film, but, like, then there's some times where I'm like, oh, hell no, I'm not posting this. <laughs> Yeah. Even like when you like you're done with it for a project, but you're just like, no, I'm not gonna share it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm just like, oh god, I hate this so bad. <laughs> or like sometimes I'm just like, is this even good? Like I don't even know. Like it was good at first, and now it's like not. The thing is with editing, you're watching it over and oh over god, again, yeah. and then you're just like, oh my god, I don't even know if it's like good or not. Like mm-hmm. I need someone else to watch it. Yeah, it's almost like you have to just, like, let it sit for, like, a year and then, like, return and see, like, oh, actually, you know what, that was good enough to post. Um, so, the second part, so, like, generally in terms of this podcast, I'm interested in talking about, like, the creative everything, and then that's kind of the first part of, like, what we talk about, and then, like, generally the second part is more talking about, like, what, um... I've been asking most of the people I've had on so far who have been, like, working in the industry for longer, like, what a being a woman in the industry has been like, just because they've, 
being able to talk about like a lot of like practical barriers that are like apparent yeah. in the film industry um and obviously like you might not have ex- have experience with as much of that yet but I'm super interested to hear about like what your experiences as like being femme in like in the program at ESA have been like and then also just like how you connect that to your filmmaking like what I think part of it too for me has been to talk about these women who have been working for a long time in their um at their jobs to inspire like younger femme creators of like it's not all bad it's like there's some good in it too there's really great communities that come out of it um but yeah I'd love to just like hear your thoughts wherever you want to start with that is good yeah well um well in the ESA program for film we do the film theory obviously but I think just like learning about history of film and stuff it's it's, like, upsetting. You don't hear about many women, mm-hmm. right? It's They're kind of getting, like, buried under the shadows. Like, you don't know about mo- a lot of their work. And the ones that you do, it's usually women who are, like, aging, like, really old. Mm-hmm. Or they're, it's women who are white. Like, it's not many, like, women of color, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, me being a woman of color, it's it's like upsetting sometimes it's like you wish there was more right Mm -hmm. and obviously there is they're just not recognized and it's upsetting but um yeah like honestly uh I feel like where I fit in with this whole feminine beings and like filmmaking and stuff it's like I don't fit in it completely because, like, a lot of the time, the genres they focus on are, like, romance or mm-hmm. drama or, like, coming of age nowadays. It's mm-hmm. coming of age and, like, really finding yourself, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, like, as I said, like, drama is, is the, the only thing that I really, like, create that, like, fits in with that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that like, the genres I do are sometimes seen as, like, genres that men produce only. It's, like, mm-hmm. sci-fi and fantasy. But what was the last sci-fi and fantasy movie that you've seen that was by a woman? Like, I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? It's similar to, like, action movies. Like, I don't even remember. Like, I feel like if I knew it was by a woman, I would remember it, but I don't remember any, right? Mm-hmm. So it's something like that. But at ESA, like, gender isn't really what defines your work, right? You are noticed for your accomplishments and, like, the work you produce, and your gender isn't displayed on any of it unless you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And, like, of course, like, being a woman of color and wanting people to be like, oh, yeah, the director and, like, just the filmmaker is, like, a woman. Like, that's really cool. Yeah, I think that's awesome, but, like... I sometimes think that, like, maybe I don't want my viewers to know that, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Not because, like, I want people to, like, watch it and be like, oh, wow, that was a woman who made that? That's incredible. But, like, when that happens, it's kind of in a way that's, it's kind of degrading almost. Like, mm-hmm. um, they see they see that you're a woman and then you're like, 
they're like, wow, like, that's incredible. She was able to do that. That's, like, really cool. It's like, you didn't think we were able to? Like, yeah, it's like the cool, good work right? for a girl kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, it's like, I know, like, sometimes those labels are, like, really cool. Like, at the Oscars, like, literally, like, a year ago or something, like, two years ago, like, the first all-black cast of a film one right mm-hmm. and like this year too with like parasite that was the first film that won like like that was like of color like it wasn't a film with like white people in it right mm-hmm. it was like super cool and i think that's cool but like i don't think my work needs labels like that i just want to like produce films that people think are cool and i it shouldn't interfere with how they see me as a person or Mm -hmm. like see my gender or like anything like that yeah and this is a bit of an aside but do you feel like filmmaking and like the creative process helps you like understand more about yourself as well yeah definitely I mean I discover more about myself every day it's like just doing normal things like even doing the dishes like I like it's normal things that like I do every day but like I never notice that I'm discovering more about myself until I really think about it and so my last question is oh actually wait okay yeah I'm gonna ask this one first and then there's another question after that um so when you were a kid what did you want to be when uh when you grow up and then also what do you want to be when you grow up now um, okay, well, what, what I wanted to be when I was younger, I was, when I was younger, I was, like, super crafty. Like, I loved getting my hands dirty with glitter and glue and all mm-hmm. this, like, crazy stuff. Um, but, like, I remember I had a passion for, like, clay, like, making oh, things cool. with clay. And so I was, like, at, at one point, I was, like, I want to be... Like, I want to make pottery. Like, I want to teach people how to make pottery. Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't even know how to make pottery myself, I wanted to teach it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and then that changed into being an art teacher. And because I, I love to paint and I love to, like, color with pastels and, like, watercolor mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And so I was like, yeah, I want to be an art teacher. And I actually ended up auditioning. Um, at ESA, I ended up auditioning for visual arts also, mm-hmm. and that was actually my first choice oh, really? uh, rather than film. But then, like, in the process of, like, doing all the film stuff for the audition, I was like, wait, I kind of like film. Because, like, I've always been doing film, but, like, I was like, oh, wait, I, kinda, I think I like it more, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so, like, when I was young, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be an art teacher. But now, I guess it's the same like I want to be an art teacher but like a different kind of art now Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um but honestly I don't think it really matters what I am I love music I love film photography makeup and all that stuff but like I'm not sure what would like out of those what would make me most happy Mm -hmm. but like all I know is like when I grow up I want to make a difference it can be a small difference I don't really care but like I want people to understand that there's more to this world than we see. Mm-hmm. And if that's finding things, like, discovering things through art, then I think that's really great. Yeah, that's that's really powerful. That's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, like, that's so cool, too, to want to be an art teacher. I feel like I haven't heard that in a while of just, like, I love that um, 
I love to hear that people want to like the enjoy art so much or enjoy something so much that they want to teach it to other people. I think that's really special. That might also be because I'm super interested in education, but like I think that's super cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really no, exciting. I mean, being able to like have a passion for something and then teaching that passion mm-hmm. is like super cool. It's almost like you're teaching people how to have a passion for something. Yeah, totally. Because you're showing how much you love this thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's so it's, I think it's cool. It's just teaching people that, are, that you can, like, love whatever you want. And it's, yeah. And it's a fun thing to do. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. Um, and so, yeah, I guess my last question was what drew you to filmmaking and what do you love about it? Um, which you sort of already answered, but I guess, yeah, what do you, what's, what's special about filmmaking to you? Um, you know, sometimes I like to think about this myself. Like, I like to sit down and think about, like, like the past and like things that I did to drive me towards this route right Mm -hmm. and I think that what it was is like I love storytelling Mm -hmm. um like ever since I was a little girl I would tell stories with such complex scenarios that were like incredibly stupid but I would try and convince people that they were like true stories even though they were like so beyond true like yeah I mean I was telling people that I met like aliens and I went swimming <laughs> with a mermaid and they were all like wow and I was like it's a true story like seriously believe it because it's real but they're like okay and like eventually like my family started calling the stories that I would tell them the Cammy Bammy stories because my nickname was Cammy Bammy and so they would just start calling these stories Cammy Bammy stories and then um like my sister would write them down and then she put she put them all together and she gave it to me as a gift and it's like something I cherish so much right now it's like there's such stupid stories but I love them it's like really funny but yeah I think like storytelling just like creating these ideas and like being able to like make people see through my eyes of what I think this is like I think it's really cool like reading stories requires you to use your imagination Mm -hmm. but like with film you get to see people's point of views you're Mm -hmm. giving them sight right Mm -hmm. it's like you're giving them sight into your own mind Mm -hmm. and so that's what I find fascinating but like the things I love about film is that it's like it's like you're creating this new world it's Mm -hmm. like that's the best thing that I love about it it's so fun to create a world that you might like have not heard about like when I saw the Avatar movie I was like blown away I was like oh my god what is this world it's Mm. insane right and I think I was just like so amazed and I think that's like the one film that I think about all the time when it comes to like fantasy films I'm just like yeah that is like my ultimate favorite fantasy film that I've ever seen it's like so cool right so I I think back at like films and movies that I've seen and then I make my own ideas and I'm like one day maybe my stuff can be as big as that and it's always like that's what draws me to filmmaking my future and how it can come from stories of my past or stories of my present Mm -hmm. and it's just taking myself and putting myself in the mindset of creating something bigger than what it actually is right now Mm -hmm. wow that's incredible 
you've got you've got a a, a, a lot of work ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah, of important films. Do. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Like such a great way to look at it too. Of just like you, yeah. There's so much we can do with filmmaking that we don't have access to in other mediums. Like there's just it's so much. There's so much more there. I feel like. Yeah, I mean we only know so much but there's always more to learn Mm -hmm. and like there are people who are like super smart and they're doing their thing and figuring out all this computer technology that is now being taught like in schools and stuff and I think that's super cool it's like by the time I reach that age where I'm like yeah I can go into the film industry and start doing my own thing Mm -hmm. it's like I'm gonna be able to do a lot more than just hold a camera and say action like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be able to like look at a computer and say okay this person needs to go over here and and then I generate just this whole world behind them right Mm -hmm. I mean that's already able to be done but like thinking about myself doing that is kind of insane and it's really cool yeah yeah that's super exciting yeah that's awesome well, those are the rest of my questions. I always end up, I always leave a little bit at the end if there's anything else you feel like you want to add, um, if there's anything you want to ask me, if there's anything you want to ask yourself. Um, I keep throwing that one in there just in case someone someone snags it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it's your, it's your platform. Mean, yeah, I mean, asking myself something, it's like, I think the only thing I'd want to ask myself is a question that I I don't have the answer for right now, and I know I might find the answer to it, like, Mm -hmm. later in my life, um, but I guess it's, like, I have, I guess the question I have for myself is, I have all of these technical, but also, like, storytelling and everything, like, all this, this stuff that I'm good at, but, like, I know I can expand, so what am I going to do now to mm-hmm. expand? Mm-hmm. Especially in this position now where it's like, we're all home, mm-hmm. and now, like, what can we do? It's like, it's something like, how are you going to keep that motivation going? Mm-hmm. Your love for film is super strong, but when you're not creating, how are you going to keep it alive? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's something I need to think about and really focus on because I really have no clue. Like, um, the only thing I've been doing to keep my passion alive right now is, like, watching movies and stuff. Like, movies from, like, when I was younger and, like, films that have been, like, released, like, right before quarantine Mm -hmm. happened. And, like, just little things like that. Like, I need to be able to... um, keep myself entertained and keep myself understanding that my passion is film and that I I love it for a reason mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah totally yeah it's hard it's hard to it's hard to figure out I feel like there's a lot of people who are sort of like stuck with the thing that they're passionate about right now um being a little bit less accessible than it normally is so it's like definitely hard to like sort of figure out like where you sit now and like how do we move forward and when can you get back to what you're used to doing and all that kind of stuff yeah I mean lately like 
all of my dreams that I've been having, it's like they're all super bizarre and strange, but like I write them down so I can remember them and like look back at them and be like, oh wait, that could be a film maybe. Incredible. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your evening and um, I'll keep in touch. Yeah, definitely. Thank you again. Thank you for thinking about me. Of course. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Femme Fatale podcast. If you'd like to hear more, please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Femme Fatale Film Festival. This episode is recorded by Astrid Moore and edited by Rian Sabroka. The music was courtesy of Epidemic Sound and the track is titled Red Red Shoes and it is by Zara Donick. I would also like to extend a huge thank you to my lovely, lovely team of Naya Hofer, Temple Ray, and Ona Plusenik, and to everyone who has been part of Femme Fatale over the years. Thank you. Signing off for now, catch us next time chatting with another Femme Fatale.